welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. So today we're discussing chapters... 49 to 56. Oh, fuck, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> leave that, leave that in stuff. Absolutely. Don't edit that out. That's incredible. Oh, right. Okay, end the podcast. We're good. Oops. <laughs> sitting here planning our weeks. What are you doing for dinner? Sorry. Yeah. All right. We're talking about chapters. Josh, oh, go man. for it. Yeah, forty-nine to fifty-six. Uh, forty-nine is the like, you know, Kieran trains on the island chapter. Where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Janelle, uh, you know, does her work with Kane, and the you know the years go on by. But the the thing I want to point out about forty-nine, and it made me laugh when I realized it. What's what's the name of the group of the women warriors in your? The, the spurned? Yeah, the spurned. They gave them, like, uh, Sonya Blade yeah! uh, boob, boob armor. <laughs> I forgot that, too. Yeah, they gave them they gave them tit armor. Yeah, Janelle's, like, <laughs> describing, uh, you know, how their armor is not functional and it's just for show. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. They gave them, like, bad comic book art boob they armor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's so. The only thing that makes it better is that they also did that to Captain America in his first movie. They're just <laughs> yeah. like, we just need you to show off. Like, we don't want you to actually do anything. And you know that Duquesne is he? He's the guy who like gives that dumb argument. Is like, no, no, they need lighter armor so because they can run faster or whatever. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's 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 more functional for women. It's supportive. They don't need pants. Just cram your tits into a metal jar <laughs> I mean you're not completely wrong because they, they know the spell casting to keep themselves warm now which is it's the true. whole point of why they have they're able to have the non-functional armor yeah yeah this is also this this whole part of the book is like a real training montage because like the the spurn go from like a bunch of illiterate uh human vases trophy basically. wives <laughs> yeah, yeah. To uh, this incredible, super magically powered fighting force in, like, I don't know, a couple paragraphs. Yeah, but because of uh, yours opinions of women, they're never actually used for their function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still decorative, but also they can they could murder if they needed to. Right. They're there to mostly be, instead of, like, adorable puppies, they're now just, like, tigers they're like well yeah they might do something bad but yeah. we're mostly Duke- showing off the fact that we have tigers duquesne is the joe exotic of yore <laughs> yeah. please discuss whether he is joe exotic or carol baskin <laughs> uh, uh, it is javon carol baskin i don't want to disrespect her like that. <laughs> <laughs> And this is when, like, uh, Janelle finally... Oh, she says it right before this chapter begins. 
that last time we talked about Cone spilling the whole beans mm. to Relisvar about what Janelle's been doing. And then Janelle, right before she starts her storytelling, is like, oh, it wasn't you, Cone. It was me. This is my fault. And, you know, Cain starts... I feel like Cain... And we find out why, but Cain is starting to become even more and more unhinged. And then he finally is giving her a test of loyalty that is... like, And like they even have a dramatic scene that sounds like from a movie mm-hmm. where she finally beats him in that like chess like game yeah and she says <laughs> oh, that's that's end game and then duquesne is like so it is and then it's like oh it, it's literally the end of the game but it's also the end of the game of janelle pretending to be loyal to yeah. kane because then she's forced to kill these prisoners but then she does this whole trick where she's gonna leave them out in the wild but she doesn't she gives them enchanted coins to keep them warm and then it turns out Janelle is now queen of the hy- the wild hyenas. <laughs> right? She, she like she like whistles for them, and they're gonna bring food to this party as long as they don't touch them it's or like, try to okay, fight them. Okay, so that just happened, I guess. Yeah, honestly, it not I would not say that it was Janelle's fault that they got found out. It was this one dude with the blue hair. Yeah, and let's talk about the fact that Janelle needed Worga slash Sulas's help, and she's. Literally the goddess of betrayal. So, like, yeah. of course one of those people was going to come back yep. and, yeah. like, be a dick. I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right. It's, I didn't think about that until now either. That makes so much less sense. That was one... I was really proud of that when I was like, I knew it! Because I never know things. <laughs> in the, especially in these books, I'm always surprised. So that I was like, ha! Nice. nice. It won't happen again, so I'm just going <laughs> to savor it. And then chapter 50, we start to see, um, I th- like, this is where, like, the plan to get the spear is, like, coming together, but I mm-hmm. thought this chapter displayed more than anything how the separation of Cone and Janelle has them, like, it's been years, and they're starting to grow apart, and you can yeah, see the divide absolutely. between mm-hmm. them, where Cone is like, oh, Co- Relisvar told me to, you know, help you, and Janelle is like, what like she's shocked and there's like you could see janelle has learned to keep secrets from cone mm-hmm. and like you could you could see like it the first time i read this what happens with cone at the end was shocking to me mm-hmm. but it it i could see now where the 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 seeds yeah. are planted the foreshadowing of like, their yeah. like yeah. distance between them and you see little bits of like you you definitely see it more on Cone's side. Like on in Janelle's POVs, there's a bit of it, but she also like still refers to Cone as her best friend. But then mm-hmm. also, yeah, they're talking about, like they they have they barely speak. They don't know what each other are up to. Like, um, so yeah, there's a, a a gap between them. Yeah, and like it's you can understand why it's necessary because the more Cone knows about Janelle, the more he has to like either yeah. talk around or directly report. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of it in those terms. I was thinking about it in terms of, like, what Cone experiences with Rello's bar, like, how he becomes, Mm -hmm. like, caught up in that plan. But I also, yeah, he doesn't have any good influences counterbalancing that. That's, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I feel like at this point, he's fully, like, with Janelle, Janelle is still his friend. As far as ideology is concerned, I feel like he's fully on board Rello's side now. Like, he's done enough research and 
Ralsvar has bribed him enough and the the Stockholm syndrome is fully set in that he is um fully on board sort of just to like be engaged you know why would you ever think that this is something you could get out of yeah you know the That's idea true. like you're never you know you're never not going to be gauged by Rella's far so you might as well make the best of what you have but yeah yeah they don't even know if there's any way to Reverse a gaging. Like, once you're gaged, that's it. Yeah. And I think it's easy, too, to look at someone who has all this power over you and doesn't use it and and lie to yourself and say that they're a good person when, really, he's, the like, Relisvar is the reason that he's in that situation of being gaged. But all, if all he ever does is, like, oh, I only did it because I didn't want you to tell Janelle. Yeah. It's like, there were other ways of doing that, but... Yeah, once you once you the Stockholm syndrome sets in and you're like, well, it's not as bad as it could be. That's when yeah. it's like I've bad. had it pretty good for however many years now. Yeah, I learned this cool magic and I get this fuck I get this cornerstone and mm. I can go to Shadrach Gore and and Ralphar brings me all my favorite food. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the same with Senere too. She's like, mm. well, it's not as bad as it could be. I used to be a slave and now okay, I have to kill a bunch of people and it makes me deeply sad and sorry, but, you know, at least I'm not being tortured to death. Yeah. It's like, it's like a failure of imagination. And it's like, people who make your imagination small are the worst people. Mm-hmm. But he's so good at it. Like, Velosvar is so yeah. good at it. He's so good at manipulating people and, like, the, in these subtle ways, bringing them around to his side. Right. And just being like, well, you only have... He's like, well, here are the three options. It's like, no, there are a million options. You don't, but he's like, oh, I- I've taken all the choice out for you. Yeah. Here are the three choices that you can have. It's like shopping at Trader Joe's, <laughs> which is a great analogy that I will definitely insist on. I hate shopping at Trader Joe's. What? It, I, I love I, the lack of choice. It's like, do you want chocolate? Here, there's dark or milk. I was like, thank God. I like Trader Joe's because it's fun and different from like Canadian yeah. grocery stores. I hate their it's their wacky. layout is so bad and like shopping there. You, there's always somebody on top of you. It's like That's there's true. no like good sh- pl- like planning of where things are. And it's oh my god, like going in there is like the is like is like claustrophobia in inside okay. a grocery store. Speaking of a trini. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got there. Nice. Or I guess speaking we're, we're not speaking quite of, there yet, but speaking of the overcrowded bar where Raylo's bar is one yes. person, one wizard too many. Um, <laughs> Raylo's bar shows up. That's exciting, yeah. and I love the uh, like dueling uh, portals, basically, <laughs> like. Be <laughs> like, oh, you're you're gonna try to throw shit at me? No, portal, 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 portal great yeah i was expecting glados to show up a little bit yeah i find it interesting how ethanriel has to touch the edges in order to make the portals yes. dissipate that kind of makes sense though even even if it's just from a convenience of the author standpoint it's like if you're carrying the sword you have to travel on what horseback like oh, you're fucked what's the point of a sword if you can't get it to the places it needs to go mm-hmm that being said, I'm not sure it checks out, but then again, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like very it's a, a really interesting scene because it's very tense 
And it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, but also I want to get back to the story because I want to see what happens. But this is like part of it now. And yeah. Well, he he doesn't show up until almost the I end guess, of yeah. the story. And we jump like uh, I guess we, pretty yeah, far we, ahead. Because yeah. first what happens is Janelle gets that tattoo removed from her back. Yeah. It was really gross. Yes. Uh, and like, I love whenever a tenye comes up in these books because I'm so mm-hmm. like interested in, in like what is it an e- magical energy or like, um, like the fact that j- they f- that Cone finds out that Janelle's tenye has been going somewhere, mm-hmm. and then we later find out that um, it's been going to this one rock for storage, and it wasn't Janelle's tenye because she would have ran out of tenye. After so many years, so Taya has been feeding Janelle her tenye, and then that tenye has been going into the rock, presumably for uh, Relisvar to probably use against Taya later. Yeah, for the what, like three or four years that they've been here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's like four. a battery pack of yeah of like I don't know, it's an atomic bomb's worth of battery. Yeah. Yeah, like Cone mentions, like it's so it's running so hot that he can't even look at it with World Hearth because it would blind him. Yeah, and he can look at gods. Yeah, so concerning. Yeah. I love the scene here with Taya, where Janelle like, why does I I don't like I so a, I have issues with this this these scenes in this chapter. Why does Janelle hate herself so much? Oh, I know that bit was so sad. She was like, "Why do you love me? Even I don't love me." Yeah. Like, oh, why? Baby. Why do you, uh, her line is something like, "Why do you keep making sacrifices for me when you could be winning?" Like, yeah. I'm, and she's like, "I'm not worth. I'm not worth it." And yeah, it's really sweet. I don't know. I think jo- Janelle has used herself as a pawn for so long that she can't understand. It's been so long since she experienced somebody doing something for somebody that didn't, like, benefit them at the end or mm-hmm. didn't have something to do with their plan or some kind of long-term goal. And I think that's kind of, like, what is sort of bad about the whole uh, Thora and Thudage stuff. Because it, like, it, it makes the system work, but it also, like makes Janelle not understand out like some altruism to some point. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like the whole scene with Cone on the bridge and the Maricori. Right. So she can't understand like and she is a teenager. At this point she's twenty. Yeah. But she don't understand why you would do something like this if you wouldn't benefit from it somehow. Like her you could see that she is a very like she's very messed up in the like yeah. from a lot of the trauma that she's had to go through. She's never won. Like ever yeah. since Orith took her land from mm-hmm. her, she lost the fight with Relos. She lost the sword fight with Relos Bar. She lost her belief in her duke and her entire kingdom and got taken off to Yor. Like she lost like every single success that she's had has been by lying to the people she's sworn mm. to protect by pr- mm. like by saving the prisoners it's just like 
I would kind of hate myself too. And if someone could win, even if it were at my expense, that's okay. Like, I would know where, like, she knows she's going to the afterlife. She knows she's going to fight demons. She knows she might be able to make it to the, the pure land. So, like, she just wants a win. Poor thing. Yeah. She puts a lot on her shoulders. And then Absolutely. when she can't see the way to succeed with all that stuff on her shoulders, it's like, it breaks her down. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what's your issue with this? Scene? Okay, it does, yeah. this is minor. Um... It's so it was mostly because we spend so much time building up to getting Coravel. Mm-hmm. You know, we so we you know, besides just getting to Yor is like half the book. Then, okay, you gotta get into the Duke's good graces. Uh you're running this weird secret rebellion. Uh you know, Cone spends literally years studying these Kuros war curses, the mm-hmm. the leasing gas and the Reseris or to try to figure uh, out how to get around them. I see where they, you're going. Yeah, then they have this... Okay, then they they send away and they get this lead suit of armor made for Janelle. And he gets it all kitted up. And then he literally skins her alive so that she can get her strength back. And I will say there's a really sweet moment where Clone is like... Girl, the, this never did anything. You 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 need to accept the fact that you're you do magic. Uh, and you're strong because you do magic, not because of oh, the yeah, demon. Oh yeah, because when he removes the tattoo, she doesn't get her strength back. Right yeah, away, and, and she's confused. Yeah, and it's a great scene where he ba- he's like look he's like look into yourself, really like how how did you get this power? It's because you were a little girl, uh, with a demon inside you, and you wanted to be strong enough to fight that. And she had kind of yeah, she has this great realization, and then she crushes the goblet with her bare hand, and it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And then we go down into the caves and Janelle starts doing her thing. And then it's just a literal deus ex machina for the rest of us because her god mom shows up, fixes it, like sorts everything out. And, the, and they get Corval off screen. <laughs> and like, they fix the, the gas and the yeah, rock off which screen. Which is great. It's good. But it's just like, we've been building to this for so long. And like, it basically happens off screen. And so yeah. I was kind of bummed about that, but it's 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 all kind of a minor nitpick. It's still like the the pieces all make sense in the context of the story. I was just mad because I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm actually glad you said something because I went back and reread that entire chapter being like, the pages must have stuck together. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting them to either like, have the moment with the spear or the moment where they like cleanse the tainted caves together. Yeah, and it basically yeah. happens off screen. Yeah. I, just, I like, agree with your p- opinion, except for the use of uh, Deus Ex Machina. Because I, I, I've had this lectured into me. Okay. Uh, de- it would be a Deus Ex Machina if it was someone that was not, if it was any other. Ass- like if it Taya fits the plot, right? For okay, Deus yeah. Machina, it has to be. She has her own reasons for helping com- out. Completely yeah. didn't make sense okay. for the plot at all. Like if there was literally, if they introduced like a new Eight Immortal right here to help, like right, it, Galava shows up suddenly and yeah, yeah. or something like that. But yeah. for as far as the plot goes, Taya, it makes sense. It's just sort of like cheapens it a little bit mm. but i don't know for me the like 
the character moment between Taya and Janelle, like I like that more. It's really good. Yeah. You know, the Janelle pulling the master sword out of the block. (laughs) (laughs) I know it does. It does beg the question of why she shows up then. Like what's going Mm. on with Taya that she couldn't show up a couple of days earlier and plan this with Janelle. She says something about going, uh, like cheating or going against her, her deal, like it. It, it seems like yeah. she's basically doing something she's not supposed to here, which begs the well, question: like, also, what? Yeah. So this is also when the shit is going down in the capital city. So maybe it's because like Relisvar is distracted; he's not looking out for Taya, um, or because Janelle actually would have died here, and so Taya was like, "Ah, oh, crap! I gotta intervene." Um, that's true. But That's yeah, true. There, there's also like a lot going on between the goddesses at the moment. So maybe that's why she like felt the need to intervene. Th- this actually, I feel like, is ties back to what we've learned about like plot-wise with the gods. For, for both the last book, book one, and what will happen in book three, is where like this idea that the, the you know... Um, the Voran prophecies, the how they, the eight immortals want them to happen the same mm-hmm. way Rael wants them to happen. It's just depending on whose side they want the Hell Warriors on. And I feel like this is the equivalent of Thane in Book One pushing Kieran's part of the prophecies along mm-hmm. when she's not supposed to. This is Taya <laughs> sort of being getting involved in making the Devoran prophecies happen Hmm. when she i feel like the eight immortals feel like they're not supposed to push the devoran prophecies along but they do anyway yeah (laughs) which is part of like there's like a theme of the eight immortals hypocrisy in these books that i like a lot and i feel like taya getting involved here is part of that yeah yeah i can see that i can see her being like the foil to thane and it's not as heavy-handed as Thane. Like, Thane just wants the Devorn prophecies to happen. Yeah. Taya wants to help her daughter. But it also is helping the Devorn prophecies happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but I see your point. Like, I have a lot of questions about Coraval Because they talk about... Where did um, it even come from? I is think, it? I why think, is, is it? it? I think it was... Um, God, what was what was Kieran's Ada Mortal name? Sarek? Yeah, Sarek. I think it was Sarek's weapon. Because they Ooh. talk about him using it in book one. That's true. When they're That's in the true. afterlife, and I had totally makes, forgotten like, about that. We yeah, probably makes... even talked about it in the podcast, and I probably I think forgot we... <laughs> about it. We've ta- we definitely fa- talked about the fact that it makes yellow sunlight, as opposed to the orangey, reddish sunlight, which they get in this world. I'm just surprised that there must there must be some kind of root word that she's working for because it sounds yeah. like Korad, you know, the god of destruction. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of assume that he was involved somehow, mm. but I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah, maybe they do. Maybe say early in the book that it is his spear. But it if might, it was it his, why would he probably would have just gotten it? Because he's like their bro. Yeah, yeah. and the the eight immortals can clearly go in. That cave, 
Yeah, unless unless it was like a prophecy thing and the other immortals were like, don't you dare give her that fucking spear. We need her to do it in this very specific way. <laughs> yeah, the prophecies are... I, I, I understand very quickly in every book how irritating they are. I'm glad mm-hmm. that the characters don't like it because prophecy is kind of an irritating mm-hmm. uh, crutch. <laughs> My other favorite thing about Coraval is a little bit later when they're in Atrini... And they're like, okay, so you killed Ayanaric with this. And she came back to life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And you're going to go clear- kill Morios with it. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. I don't think it's very good at killing dragons. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> I just thought that was very funny. Because, like... Yeah, it is true. Like, why Why are we bothering with this magic golden spear if it doesn't matter? If they won't stay dead? Right. Yeah, I'm trying to find that chapter where they talk about the spear. Uh, what else was I going to Oh, I did really, really like um, the little bit when Taya is talking to Janelle. And Janelle's having her little, like, like yeah, why do you love me? Even I don't love me. Like, and you weren't, you weren't around. You're not my real mom. Mm-hmm. And Taya says that she's like, I've always loved you. And when they took you away from me, I screamed so loud that nobody, no mages could hear for three days. Oh yeah, the great they silence. Still, they still don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. That was like a nice little little tip, and just like one of those little tidbitty things that you can throw into the world. And I don't know. Yeah, just yeah. It's it was. I I thought that that was like a neat idea. And again, like. This idea that, like, the gods are very directly connected to the essences that they mm-hmm. are representing. I also like that, I think this comes up again and again in all these books. It's like, when you try to deal with people on a on an empire scale, on a cosmic scale, you always end up failing them. Like, that's Relosvar's biggest problem. He starts seeing people as marbles that he's, mm-hmm. you know, putting in one pot or another. But, like, and so does Thene to a certain extent, yeah. but Taya sees her daughter, and it, I mean, Steph will understand this, but it reminds me of Sailor Moon, because mm. there's this great moment when the one of the characters is like, well, you can save the world or you can save your girlfriend, and she's like, well, I choose my girlfriend, what's yeah. the point of being, <laughs> being in, what's the point of being in the world if the people you love aren't there, and it's kind of like, you know what the right answer should be. It should be always to save the world. But like, I think the point of one of the points of these books is that it's not you, you need actual human bonds. Otherwise you're just a bunch of lizards who have no, like, what is the chemical in your brain that makes you form bonds? Oh, oxytocin. Yeah. Octopuses don't have it either unless they give them MDMA. Oh, that's terrifying. So, that, yeah. so the octopuses are intelligent and unemotional. They're all eight-legged sociopaths. Oh, great. Unless you get them very, very high on Molly. Okay, this is what Thene says about <laughs> Coraval. Her okay. name is Coraval, and an old friend owned her. Ooh. So it's definitely okay, sex. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because Sarek was a warrior too. And it's a golden spear, beautiful and shining, like the sun. They don't say okay. like the sun. I'm saying like the okay. sun. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that would be quite the giveaway. But yeah, so they get they get Coraval. They, cl- they clear, clear out the whole caves. 
and they kill Ian Eric in what sounds like a span of, I don't know, two to three hours. Maybe not even. Because, yeah. like, by the time it's all done, I think Janelle remarks that, like, the sun is coming up. And they didn't even go down to the caves until after midnight. So, yeah. 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 A couple hours. Yeah. Mother-daughter bonding over mm-hmm. killing a dragon. And Relisfar is back, and he's pissed. Oh, yeah. Uh... He's less than gruntled. <laughs> Indeed. Ungruntled. His jimmies have been rustled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a bit, though, that I really like where he's almost impressed with her. Like, like this is really frustrating and you've messed up my plans, but also, like, nice. Well done. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stop him from putting her in, like... Magic handcuffs. Yeah, yeah, like the equivalent of god chains. Yeah. And delivering her to the Duke, who goes, like, fully crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the moment, and I, I'm interested in what you guys think. Cone remarks about this is the moment where Relisfar has to pick between Janelle mm. and Duquesne. Mm. Yeah. But then the thing happens with Kieran, and he leaves. Who do you think? Yeah. Do you, who do you think Relisfar would have really mm. picked? I think I kind of think he would have picked Janelle. I think so I too. I think he would have too. I think he eventually would have. I think in I don't know if the, if this was exactly that moment that Cone was like. I think he might have gone for Kane on the surface, but yeah, I, I only say that because right after Relisfar leaves is when Kane starts to become unhinged. Yeah, and we'll later find out that Sulis has been uh, basically planting the seeds for... Yeah. She's been worm-tonguing him. Yeah. Mm. And she, this is an, I love the use of geish loops, loopholes yes. in this book. Oh. She's technically helping him by seeing the truth that everyone will betray you because, yes. like, like Christina said earlier, she's the god queen of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's just been, like, whispering in his ear for the past few years, like, making him into this paranoid mess. And I I don't doubt that she believes that, you know, love and trust and relationships and family are all bullshit, and, Mm -hmm. like, you're better off without them. But at the same time, when she delivered that line, I was like, you're just the Jesse James hybrid from Pokemon. (laughs) It's just like you need to protect the world from the like the evils of truth and love. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! You all know that's not like it's not even a like a philosophical standpoint that holds up, but it does for her. Yeah, yeah. and we get a couple of reunions of Nineveh and Cone and Nineveh mm. and Janelle. Oh, uh, Nineveh immediately goes into mom mode with Cone, which is so cute. Yeah, I love Nineveh. Me too. I, I maintain yeah. she's the Tienso of this book. Absolutely. I, yeah. I was thinking, actually, as as we were reading these chapters, and so we had Nineveh come back, we had uh, some more Javon stuff, and we had Tienso come back, and I really, really appreciate that Lyons writes, like, middle-aged women characters. Mm-hmm. And, and middle-aged characters in general, it's not just, like, everybody is, like, under 25 or over 70, and it's really rare to get like badass women who are like in their forties and fifties in fantasy novels who aren't like moms or like 
I don't know, queens and things like that. Like your kind of standard uh, tropes for women. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have like Nidvis, who's like, I'm just a bandit who's really good with a bow and arrow. Which Tee-hee. she's on, she's more than that, but still. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that too. And I think it's, it just, when you were saying that, it made me think like, oh yeah, no one would have taken advantage of Harry Potter if his mom had been around. Like, <laughs> Dumbledore just put him in the most dangerous possible situations because mm-hmm. one of them's 70 and one of them is like not even 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. She's like, I want to marry this man that I saw once. And her dad's like, go to your room. And the mom would have just been like, you don't want that. You're 16, honey. Men are trash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jump, jumping just a little ahead when they uh, introduce so again and Kieran describes so her um to me to me the way Kieran describes her I pictured um the actress that played Ilaria Sand in Game of Thrones but just like a little bit older because she has like dark eyes and like sort of like short curly hair and but it's sort of like I think he describes her hair as lavender colored yeah yeah it's like pale yeah. But she used to have salt locks, which makes me I was picturing like to be honest, um like cackling uh Octavia Butler. I just Ooh. really wanted Octavia Butler to be in charge of like fantasy I'm into that. Empire all this I don't know. I'm into that. What what did you guys think of the like the the climax of book 1 like coming up here cuz when the I remember yeah. the first time oh my reading God. this, I Dude. lost my mind. Like, <laughs> when the, oh when my the God, geishas disappear, because like, and it's like it's that scene is already so tense because you have this sort of like showdown between like Javon and Kane, and then kind of like Javon and Sulis, and yep. they're all like going down, and Cenere's there, and they're all going down to this cave, and like every, the you can see the writing on the wall because of geish loops. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the geishas are gone. And then it's just like, it gets ratcheted up so much. You're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like, before that, when Relisfar disappears, and then you can see Senere starting to panic because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. She loses her like frosty mask for the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they all feel the geishas break at once. Yes. And, oh, and there was a bit. Uh, so like Cone and Sulis like physically react to their geishas disappearing, and and Janelle kind of does something as well. And Senere has a footnote that says, "I bet she also felt her geish break." So like again, like who had Janelle geished? I really want to know. And, like what were they doing about it? Were there things that yeah. she didn't realize she couldn't or could do? Yeah, I think Zaltaroth is the call. It's got to be so right, too, but like, but like. What was it doing? Right. But I also wonder, like... So, the Geish allowed Kieran to do a lot of shenanigans, like, trading parts of himself back and forth, and, like, going in different directions. And I wonder if that part of Janelle's soul was doing something else at the time. Or, Mm. like, Mm. gathering Tenye in the same way. Oh, and something that comes up in this chapter, because then... Uh, that's an interesting point about her soul. Um, Janelle does, like, once her 
like the geishas are all broken and the fire is like coming down. Mm-hmm. Janelle performs magic to pre- protect uh, Senere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely forget how that loops loops back to the soul part, but I just realized that like Janelle has learned a lot of magic, and I feel like she doesn't use it as much in the in the next two books. Because mm-hmm. she's, con- yeah, and I think it's because she's constantly surrounded by people that are better at magic Maybe. than she is. Yeah, but, but it is, yeah, it, so much of this I forgot because kind of in the next two books, Janelle mostly just does like fighting. Yeah, because she's she, the fighter I, of the four of them. Yeah, I, I don't think she's interested in magic too much, but it's interesting that she knows some good mm-hmm. spells. Mm-hmm. Before we move on from the giant pillar of flame, mm. which I don't, I looked for it too. I reread that part again. I can't tell if the palace went up in flames because Sulis did it herself or because she used the three years worth of tenure that Janelle had. Oh. So I don't know if that was like a bomb oh. that she triggered. That makes um, sense. Okay. But it might not be. It might just, I mean, Sulis is powerful on her own. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm just wondering if that, that, battery is gonna come back at some point that's true i haven't even thought about that yeah it could still be out there but the other interesting part that i don't it wasn't in these chapters but it was earlier in the book uh is like oh yeah cone and his weirdo uh cult um worship basically kieran but kieran's not getting any of that tenye where the hell is it going Mm. it's like yeah Yeah. where is it going (laughs) is it going to fall or Huh. I don't know. So maybe that maybe that'll come up. May, yeah. Maybe Kieran finds that Tenye and uses it in the next in the last book. Ooh, that'd be dope. That'd be very helpful. Yes, <laughs> Tenye <laughs> McGuffin. <laughs> but it was planned. It was right Check here. Off it was in book two. Boulder. <laughs> yeah. so I I have I I will say the really nice thing going into book five. I have so much faith that it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. But I, there's nothing that has led me to believe that she won't pull this off. Mm-hmm. That brings up a good point about the boulder and the cult. Ralphar probably planned more than one battery of Tenyu. Mm. So there's probably another. There could be something like yeah. a boulder somewhere gathering that yeah. cult's Tenyu. Just so he'll have multiple yeah. backups. Because... We really get to see the extent of Relos Var's magic at towards the end of this book, where he makes yeah. that portal as wide as the bright. It's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the uh, evacuation slash escape from a treaty. Oof. It was great to not only see middle aged Tienso being like, "You shut up. You tell me what I need to oh. know. You go do this." It's just like, oh. Finally, someone in charge. So fucking fantastic. Just steps out of the portals like, what up, scamp? Yeah, and I <laughs> so realized that Kieran didn't know that Tyanse was brought back. No, because he left town before, yeah. or like as she was um, was waking up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would read, I would buy, in hardcover, in special edition, whatever, a book just about the three days that yes. we missed, mm-hmm. with Tianso being like, what up? I'm female, I'm emperor, like, yeah. who's gonna die? Suck it. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about Morios being a sword dragon? Oh my uh, god, okay. Like, 
it's it, so obviously the name of the series is a chorus of dragons, but like, and we've talked about this before, but like, these are some cool ass dragons, yo. Like, mm-hmm. these are not your standard like D and D dragons. This one is made of swords. <laughs> what? Yeah. And like every kind of metal. Yeah. So it's just like, do you want to get stabbed by you know the poison metal and the iron and the gold and the yeah. Yeah, it's dope. I forgot how cool it looked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's enormous. Like, enormous. I do like before he shows up, speaking of dragons, how Relsvar uses the threat of uh, Ethanriel turning him back into dragon to keep Kieran from stabbing him. Oh, yeah. Because it'll kill everybody <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> like, there's a moment where Kieran has, like, the sword to Relsvar's throat. He's like, you could do that, but then I would turn back into a dragon. And I don't think Nathaniel will protect all you guys from getting squished. Yeah, that was great. But Relisvar, during those conversations, they he tells them and then they take for granted that if he dies, he'll come back. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't... Is that true? Like, he has... He, he's not insane, but does that take away... Does him having his own cornerstone take away his immortality? Or is that... I don't it? think we know yet. And uh, Thurvishar returns, who... Yes. Doesn't, does, he doesn't yet have the nickname of Thurvy, but on my notes, I still call him Thurvy. <laughs> he shows up and he's immediately like, where's Senere? Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's adorable. adorable. And I love that everybody <laughs> is shocked and has not figured it out, but Kieran knows right away. Yeah, he's he like, knows what's up. I know what's up. <laughs> Even yeah. Senere spent... She spends the longest footnote of the entire yes. book being like, I don't like it. He's I gross. would never. I don't understand. Why did he react this way? I would never <laughs> hang out with a royal. Oh, it's so good. And then she points out to herself that he's not actually a royal. Oh, and I love that Rel's Var is like, Kieran, if you ever break Janelle's heart, you'll be in yes. so much trouble. I'm like, fuck you guys. But then they all see Kieran is like, you're giving me the dad talk? And he's like, I don't see Cord Milligrease here doing it. It's great. Like, it is, it, this, this is uh, honestly its own like sort of uh, like um, weird team up moment where you have like mm-hmm. multiple sides who don't like each other, like all coming together. Like you've got, you've got Kieran and Janelle, then you've got Relisvar and Senere, then you've got Tienso, who is the emperor, but a bunch of her, you know, nobles don't like her or trust her. And they're like tagging along being like, no, you can't do magic. You're a woman. Yeah. There's so many like little moments that happen in these chapters Mm -hmm. that are like really fun. Like um, when Relisvar, um, cast the bridge wide portal yeah. uh kieran has a remark where the the firebloods say something and he's like i imagine they said like a swear and just a horse saying fuck <laughs> 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 and then there's a footnote that says they did <laughs> what kind of Steph, dragon do I you would... think uh relisvar is Ooh. Okay, so we got Tyrannical who breathes fire. Yeah. Morios is the sword dragon. Ionaric yep. is the ice dragon. Mm. Uh Rolamar is like the the dead uh oh, yeah, like the afterlife un- dragon. Undead. Yeah, zombie dragon. Yeah. Pain uh, dragon. The dragon from book four, I forget their uh, name. Baylor? Balosh? And Balosh is the like the forest dragon. Right. 
Yeah. But then one that's like a ghost dragon. Oh, um... There's one that's like the shape change dragon that used to be a fish. Or it amused him to be a fish. That's Gorakai. Yeah. Then there's Shalomay, the ghost dragon in the afterlife. Yeah. And the... Yeah, what is the... The shadow dragon from from book four. Yeah. 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 But what is Relifar's theme as a dragon? And we later like find out that Morios like breathes like a like a white light, right? Because then they're like they're like under the water, and mm-hmm. then Morios breathes like, and I imagine it's almost like forge fire because yeah, he's made of metal, okay. so yeah, you yeah. have to have like really hot heat to make yeah. swords. And then Ralsfar the dragon comes up out of the water, and he's all like messed up. Yeah, but I don't and know he's what his he's like pearly, is. like iridescent color. Yeah. Karen says mm. Relisfar has hide like metallic rainbow shimmers. Maybe like a light dragon. Like he's, I know he's re- he's related to Volkarath, like slash Serex, so maybe connected to that. Mm. Man. Maybe he's like the dragon of like ultraviolet, mm. or like oil, because mm. like pearlescent sheen could mean like pretty pearls, or it could mean right, like oil yeah. spill, and. Based on his personality, I'd say he's the dragon of oil spills. Dragon of fossil fuels. (laughs) (laughs) All his scales are dicks. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is when Janelle, like, steps up in her, like, leadership role. Yeah. Like, she's leading the charge of, like, She'd get, she's even giving Ralsvar orders, and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? She, like, she gets rid of, oh, or I forget, I think it's Kieran, actually, who is like, yo, go be a dragon and distract this other dragon. And uh, he says that part of the reason he wanted Ralsvar out of the way is because Ralsvar was really irritated that they kept trying to save people. Yeah, yeah that was smart. And like, then, what a waste of time, human life. Yeah. <laughs> and then Thervishar plays the hero and saves oh. Senaray. It's great, and, but but and he he gets. I love that Senare has a note about him getting around the like not being able to scry on uh someone oh, with okay. a cornerstone by making anyone of her uh what is what is her, her heritage Doltari Dol- yes Doltari anyone in the city who's Doltari glows. Very clever. And then Kieran like has no tact at all, and he's like, "Are you guys lovers? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna kiss?" Oh man, because <laughs> I think Kieran is like he's 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 freaking out a little bit because you know some stuff's going down, and there's a very large dragon made of swords. But I think he's also a little bit like, like okay, I'm I'm here, and I'm gonna do what I can, but. uh all y'all have your own things that are going on, and I'm just going to comment on them and swing my god-killing sword when I need to. Yeah. yeah. Kieran's moment hasn't come, and so he's just whiling away the time as yeah. he sees fit, which is apparently shipping his friends with his yeah. other <laughs> enemies. I, I have a note that I think Relisvar's breath weapon is probably, like, smugness made into <laughs> material. <laughs> It's just like he breathes. I told you so, and everything yeah. like, withers and dies. He He's breathes the- out in a giant word <laughs> bubble that says, "Well, actually, <laughs> his his dragon is the dragon of disappointed dads." <laughs> and yeah, then- it's ironic though that Relosvar is the only non-parent in this situation, 
everyone else has had previous lives or True. kids or reincarnations and like Karen's his brother and he's like don't you hurt this 20 year old that I've been you know <laughs> not doing a very good job watching over but also like I have invested so much time into finding this little fuck yeah <laughs> And then everyone's favorite character, the Mark Creeve era, is oh. here to ruin things for everyone. And I love that uh, Senere has a note that because because um, Kieran says something about Star being his mm. illegitimate son, mm-hmm. and Senere pro- has a note that says like they don't they don't do that in Jurat. Yeah. So Star has a legitimate a claim yeah. mm-hmm. to the Mark Creeve. And that that could be a problem in the future. Mm-hmm. And also, Relsvar loses the, in the dragon fight, which I find very curious. I mean, Morios is real big, real crazy, and real pointy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, like, when was the last time Relsvar was a dragon? He probably is a little out of practice. Yeah. I guess the last book he was a dragon, but... Yeah. But not for very long. Yeah. Morios has been a dragon forever. Yeah. For, like, 14,000 years. His, although he's been sleeping for a while, I guess. He's been having a nap. Oh, and I only put it together now. The reason why he was a dragon in book one, we don't find out till later. You can't portal into. Uh, oh, um, Golgoth? Yeah. Because mm, I'm like, why did he okay, become a dragon okay, okay. to go there? He could just open a portal there, but you can't. Okay, well, there you go. But yeah. That makes sense. Yes, learning. 56 was. Chapter huh. 56 was so exciting and Tayan so showed up. Yes! Oh my god. And like, one thing I, I like, as much as you know, you don't want to because they're bad and we we spent like a good chunk of this book like learning about how fucking terrible the Kuros war machine is but now mm-hmm. we get to see it in action like against, you know, somebody that we want to blow up and so it is pretty cool to like see these like scorpions roll up and yeah. all these fighters and wizards and, and they're like they're driven by like giant trackballs. Yeah. And... <laughs> it is impressive. They it's it's very brief and it's very like it's surprising how relieved you are that the cavalry is there, even though mm. you spent the entire book learning that the cavalry is the reason that Terrible. the world is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But but it's like, but now they're being led by Tianza, so like, ooh, it's right. a good thing. I guess. Uh, maybe not. We'll, s- we'll see. Long term. I don't know. I mean, Tyanso does some things later on that are like, fuck yeah. Mm. W- with the nobles, specifically. Oh, yes. And, um, <sighs> so nice. I think 56, uh, part of why I like it so much, is, and also that um, when uh, 52, when everything loops back around, to with stuff from book one mm-hmm. is because like this book is Janelle's story and you like sort of get into it mm-hmm. and not think about the events of book one and then it loops back around to like connect the two this is like you don't this book is a sequel to book one but it also isn't yeah but then it all like every like the connections like all fit together like certain like they bring back uh, the ring that mm-hmm. Dervishar is wearing, mm-hmm. Kieran's ring, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I got, you know, got it from your belongings when Gadriff killed you." 
and <laughs> where'd you get that oh i looted your corpse oh yeah. okay great <laughs> thanks i appreciate that <laughs> I, I have but a question yeah. and you may have to cut this out if mm. if thervishar can read minds how did the how did they not know that cone was gonna betray them because i don't think cone knew yet also thervishar got knocked out oh yeah relish var knocks out yeah, thervishar yeah, yeah. okay because I, oh, you mean like down on the bottom of the lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a moment here where they're talking about the ring, and Cone says, "Can I look at that ring for a minute?" And I thought maybe Thervishar had a hint, uh, like not to let Cone okay. look at it, mm. but I, it must be for a different reason. Mm. I, and I love that even Senere loves Tayenso, because she has a footnote of like, can we keep her? Yes! <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think, I think she likes that Tayenso is very willing to insult Kieran, mm-hmm. who is, you know, very insultable as a person, mm-hmm. so... It's gotta be, you I know, agree. something that Senere probably didn't ever think she'd see out of Kura too, like a female emperor who's mm-hmm. openly wielding magic. So I think she's probably also immediately like, wait, this is an option? I think the footnote yeah. comes after uh, Tyanso's yelling at nobles. So yeah. I, I, I think that's the like connection where Senna yeah. is like, mm-hmm. oh, she also hates these people. Yeah, because there's that, that uh, House Dieraman guy who's like, this witch, and he's like referring to Senere, she she can't open a gateway. She, no woman can do magic like that. And Tyanso's yeah, immediately uh, like, shut up, and also <laughs> shut up. <laughs> his name Havard to something. Yeah, it's the the high lord of of house house de gatekeepers. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Literal gatekeeping. Literal Havar gatekeeping sucks. from the gatekeeper oh, house. Funny. Hey, I didn't even think of that. that's awesome. <laughs> and, and the chapter ends with like Corin Milagris not even looking at Janelle, but like staring mm-hmm. at Senere. And I'm wondering how he knew. Because he has a remark about Senere should be arrested right right away, and it makes me think maybe um, the like you know the the Black Knight contingent was sending messages to Corin Milagrist about what was going on in Jorat. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, because and doesn't Kieran originally finds like the Black Knight wanted poster at the Milagrist house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there's the, the he's aware at least what in what context we're not sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. I also like that cranky middle aged man shows up like as a character. It's just kind of like, oh god, you again. <laughs> just like I'm tired. I'm very busy. Do you have to be doing this now? So. It's it's not that there aren't middle aged men in a lot of fantasy. It's just that like put upon is usually not their default setting mm-hmm. it's usually like i'm a war tour like a war scar yeah. veteran <laughs> let me tell you how i ate a man's fingers to stay alive <laughs> and Cone's just corn's like no just go away <laughs> like, i have an important opposite of a staring match with my uh illegitimate daughter to deal with <laughs> which again she might not be illegitimate because I mean... she enjoy it but yeah, in Korra, right. she probably is. Yeah. Plus, you know, mom's a goddess, so that's... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's unclear if he even could have acknowledged mm. her existence. It's gotta be quite the bone-down sesh, I'm not gonna lie. I would be curious, like, to get 
So Corin Milligreased, uh, Ninevis. Mm-hmm. Who else has slept with a god? Um, I just want them to compare notes. T- Tarendel. Yeah. Who do you sleep with? Thane. Oh, Taren. Not. Yeah. Not. Um, Doc. Not his. Doc, yes. Yeah. yeah. Doc. Um, I couldn't think of Doc, so I remembered his other name. I thought yeah. you meant Terraith. I was like, ah. excuse me? <laughs> That's his mother. <laughs> There's gotta be more. Technically, at this point, uh... Oh, no, never mind. I forgot that they, they're they not the... I was thinking Javon becomes the new Thane, but mm. they're actually just heralds. Um, it's very sort of unclear. Yeah. I think they will be with enough time. Seems like it, right? Because, and like, Taya says uh, back in her conversation with Janelle, she's like, we can't be killed. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting to me. And also untrue, because they do get killed. Yeah. But they're not permadead. It's it's just not clear to me how much of their personalities are going to come back. Their their tenure, what happened with Valkyrie was their tenure gets like spread into like very many like atoms mm-hmm. and then gris uses that ritual he does to like bring them all back together okay, okay. so they have to Th- get, like, this is going into my this is going into my book uh five predictions but i think there's not going to be a need for eight immortals god i, I hope not <laughs> it's really going to mess most of the time <laughs> they've done a poor job mm-hmm. Most of them are female, and somehow the biggest empire in the world is like, we hate women. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So, anyway. Any any further thoughts on these chapters? Besides dope? It was very hard to stop this. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Yes. Duke Chun, who dies uh, off screen yeah. when Morios knocks over a building. Yeah. By uh, R.I.P., we mean rest and patheticness. Pieces. Yeah, yeah, he sucks. Pieces. Yeah. Uh, Kieran finds out that the Stone of Shackles is going to come back, and mm-hmm. he's not happy about it. I forgot about that, that the Stone of Shackles is going to come back. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Oh, it yeah, does learn, come up again later. Learn how yeah. to permanently kill a dragon, and it's complicated. You've got a 30-second window to kill a dragon, yeah. and find its incredibly rare magic doodad and mm-hmm. kill that, too. Uh, Relisvar casts Summon Mount. That was funny. <laughs> yep. Kieran is reluctantly impressed by Summon Mount. While he's like hanging for dear life off the back of Scandal. Yeah. When did I have time to ride a horse? Let's see. It's like, oh, Kieran, God, you actually did you did have a lot of time to yeah. learn how to ride a horse. Like, shut up. There was no horses on that island. He rode like weird <laughs> but he does know how to ride weird lizards. So we oh, find the, out like, later. Velociraptors, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, much cooler. For real. I don't know. If my horse could talk, I think that's a run for that's your fair. lizards. That's fair. And cast spells, spell horse. Mm. Spell horse. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know what happened to Coraval. Yeah, right? Like I guess we'll see I, we'll see at the I, end of this and she might there might be a note about it somewhere. Well, there are gonna be a lot of more things that we forget and then remember and then forget again. Yes. Yes. Especially going into books three and four because Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, there's a lot. 
And I think, well, I think, Josh, you've read book four twice now? Yes. Yeah. But there I were things that I forgot. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, I think book four can't be the best because I think it's the only book that doesn't have Tyanso in it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tyanso <laughs> is only mentioned in book four and does yeah. not appear, but she appears in every other book. So book four can't be the best one. Okay, but Dorna comes back in book four, so... That's true. I think, but by that logic, like, book two has to be the best, because we have Dorna and Tyanso. I mean... No Butterbelly, though. So uh, that's yeah. Amazing. Can't wait for Butterbelly to come back in book five. <laughs> yeah, I have a growing list of characters that, like, die that have to come back in book five. Uh, Mouse. Okay. Butterbelly. Mm-hmm. Um... Duke Chun somehow. Nah. Uh, who dies in this book? Uh, or or uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Exodar and Can. Do you think? Okay, here, here here's. Do you think Darzan makes a an appearance in book five? Oh, all? maybe in a flashback. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's up with um, Vexa Show. Because we know that she yeah. escaped the fire. We know that she's carrying the toddler, the, the legitimate slash illegitimate child of her husband's son, mm-hmm. which is creepy. And his mother probably knows about it. Siobhan, mm. I'm sure she picked up on that. I just, anyway. I, I love that Javon is like, after the palace goes down, like the entire your plot. She's just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> this was yeah. my husband's thing. I'm out. <laughs> like, I never wanted to do this. Like, yeah. he, and he was already starting to be like, she had, I, we never, we didn't discuss that where Javon was not down with what was going on and like them leading them to the caves that they were leading all those people to die, mm-hmm. not knowing that the caves were cured, but Javon was totally against all of it. And I hated Kane in those last moments where he's like, yeah. don't question me, woman. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. It was bad. But again, Cause... she's not Yorin, so. Yeah. Because Siobhan could, like, kill him easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just eat, eat him stupid. for lunch. Yeah. Oh, there was an interesting tidbit, I think, in either, somewhere, where they were talking about how Gadrith and Javon are both vampires. Like, uh, Javon didn't need to eat as many souls as Gadrith because Gadrith, being a wizard, was using up more Tenye, which makes total Mm -hmm. sense, actually. Yeah. I also like the idea that Janelle could have just used that rock boulder battery pack to feed Javon. Oh, right, yeah. She wouldn't have had to ever kill anybody. Mm -hmm. It's because what she's actually drinking is magic, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen Lyons is such a good, like, details uh, writer mm-hmm. and knows when to put them in without feeling like you're getting beaten over the head with them. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's just, like, part of the plot, the whole, like, Gadriff Javon comparison. Mm-hmm. Oh, here is one thing that I would like to end the episode on. Steph, if you can do an embroidery of a fireblood horse like with a speech bubble being like fuck (laughs) and then a little asterisk with Senere's comments like yes they were swearing (laughs) oh my god it's
it's it's a thought. I I'm not good at like design. Like I don't wouldn't I wouldn't know how to like draw a fire blood. Is the problem? I think it's just a horse with fangs. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> and, and tiger and stripes. Tiger stripes. On the legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. You could just do the face though. Like that's true. I'm, I'm literally just it's thinking just a horse with fangs. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta put a, you gotta put a wizard cape on them. They're, yes. They're kind of, okay. No. Yes. Perfect. No notes. But like a, a Mickey Mouse hat. Yeah. Stars yeah. and moons. <laughs> Christina, what are you reading? Oh my god, what am I reading? I'm reading a very interesting book called Second Star. It's about a spaceship coming back 200 years after they sent it out from Earth. And everybody comes back, every single member of the crew comes back with multiple personalities. And so they're trying to figure out whether, like, this is contagious whether something did this to them and what it was. Um, but yeah, it's a very, and it, like it's the main character is a psychologist or psychiatrist. So it's not exploitative that I can see. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very cool. And it's also like, it's like a Blake and Lovecraft had a baby. It's like, we love poetry and fucked up shit. <laughs> so Josh, what are you reading? Uh, I'm still reading The Engines of Empire by R.S. Ford. I'm like 60% of the way through. Uh, it's very good. Everything I said last episode still applies. It's like Final Fantasy type mixing of technology and magic. And there's a bit of... Now there's like a bit of necromancy thrown in. Which transitions to the other book I'm reading while listening to. I'm listening the uh, audiobook of Harrow the Ninth by uh I, I don't know how to pronounce her name tamson muir muir yeah that sounds right muir. yeah yeah it's good it's very good if you like necromancy in space and or lesbians yes cool. steph what are you reading uh what am i reading i'm still reading paladin strength uh i finished last exit i think i might read the the latest Skyward Brandon Sanderson novel because that that new one is out and I I enjoy that series and it's easy to read. Mm. Oh, yes. Last exit was not easy to read. I enjoyed <laughs> it. I finished it. I can't. I still not sure if I liked it, but yeah. Um, and then this, yeah. And maybe I'll start going back at the House of Always because yeah, I'm realizing how much I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I was realizing how I can't, even now, having read uh, Ruin of Kings very recently, can't describe all the body switching that happened. Oh, yeah. And, like, all the kings that then weren't the same king, but they were the same king, and they had a kid who was not the, their kid, and it's like, oh my god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're probably good with The House of Always, Christina, because you, you've read it the most recently. Oh, yeah. I regretted that until now now i'm like ha, <laughs> yeah, my, poor, my poor choices finally paid off yeah yes. and i think i like burned through it in like a week and a half too so it's like oh it mm-hmm. was like a while ago now yeah. yes everyone go to geeklyinkcom slash reading to read all our reviews mm-hmm. of many different books especially this year there's a lot of them coming probably yeah and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at 405Wits. Uh, Christina, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Girl and Steph. And you can find me at Steph O. Kingston. 
Yay! Right. Thanks for reading. Books. I, I don't. <laughs> Books are good. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.